Hey, welcome to episode 97 of the Collector's Quest podcast. If you've ever wanted to talk to someone about whether the version of Tetris Worlds that has Xbox Live Online support counts as its own thing in the Xbox set, this is the episode for you. We're talking original Xbox and pointing out the top shelf games, some of the rarest games, prices, hardware, cool special editions and variants that don't get a ton of press. It's the So You Want to Collect the Original Xbox episode. The bumper music here is from Jet Set Radio Future, so if you don't know it, that's your own fault. I wanted to use Hulk Hogan's Real American theme, but I already used it for the wrestling episode. Xbox is just the most American console since the Atari 2600. It would have fit great. Oh well. Oh, and for the record, Tetris Worlds Online, totally its own game. It's basically the same thing as Daytona USA Netlink on the Sega Saturn. Alright, let's let's start the episode. No, you're gonna dig this. Welcome to ep- Hey, welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. Welcome to Drop Mix, Johnny. Are you using that as your sad, sad recovery? I'm cutting out that beginning. There is no recovery. Welcome. <laughs> was, I was going to say welcome back to episode 97, and then you're going to be like, nope, cut it. We can't. You can't say the number, Tyler. That's right, because you say it in the bumper. Yeah, I know. You either I, cut I, the bumper. And say the episode here, or say it in the bumper, but not both. I figured out my mistake, okay? I I, I edited that episode, and I'm like, oh yeah, you do put it in the bumper before the show. Tyler? Th- did you? What? I believe in you. And in fact, it's a very special episode of Collector's Quest, everyone. It's Tyler's birthday episode, and as it's his birthday, we let him go ahead and pick the topic. Can we? So, no, we did This is the wrestling <laughs> episode, part two Tyler's redemption. This is he's not, coming back at you. He's fixing all the wrestling stuff. He's gonna clearly explain how much he knows about wrestling, right, Tyler? Okay. Well, I like wrestling, not wrestling video games, and I kind of like Xbox. I don't even know what to say about Xbox because I have I, I know stuff about Xbox, but you know, collecting Xbox is just like yeah, Xbox this is a really is limp Let's segue. Collect- what are, what so are you, you want to collect about? Xbox, Johnny? So is that what the episode is? Are we do a Are we doing the So You Want to Collect for episode? Yeah, in case people just click on random podcasts without reading their titles, that that is in fact our episode topic today. Yeah, and we're doing it for Xbox, and Tyler picked it, and and Johnny is gonna give us his deep collecting knowledge on on collecting video games in general here. I'm going to try. Johnny's actively collecting Xbox. And by actively, I mean he's buying Turbo Graphics games, but he's also like, I should buy the rest of those Xbox games one day. Oh, uh, I decided. I made a pact that I'm not buying any more Xbox games until si- Tyler sends me the ones he has. And he will send those <laughs> as soon as I send the game I've had for him for almost a year, which at this point, I don't want to send him. I just want him to come to Portland where I can hand it to him in person. All right. So 
I know you're not going to believe me, but I have the day off of work tomorrow. I've got three packages to pick up from the post office, and I'm printing postage for another package tonight. So I'm sending your games tomorrow morning. Oh, God, don't. that! You'll really put the, the hurt on me, and I'll really have to go to the post office then and send this thing. Absolutely, you will. Because I'm still doing that Nintendo Age Homebrew World Championships, and I'm going to need that Cowlitz Gamers Adventures 2. It's coming up. All right, that's fine. Uh, So that means we have some other stuff to talk about offline, but for this episode, we will be talking about the Xbox. You want to collect for it? Fine. Fine. I don't necessarily say you should, even though I'm doing it slowly, have been for years, so slowly. But Tyler does have a complete set, and he is a very valuable library of knowledge for the xbox so we're going to go over the same things we go over for all the so you collect episodes the basics what the set's about how many games are in it some rare games what the cost is like what how is it hard what are some weird variants things to look for so that's what you can expect in this episode so tyler you want to take us away all right, I want to just correct one thing there i'm not a library of xbox knowledge but i'm a well-sourced Wikipedia article of Xbox knowledge in a world where people just throw random random crap out there. Tyler is the foremost authority on Xbox and is ready to tell you guys all about it right now. All right, he here knows you go. at least as much about Xbox as he does wrestling games. Well, uh, that's that's definitely true. See? I'm I'm out. We can't can't keep bringing up the wrestling episode. People are going to be like, "Oh yeah, this this podcast does suck, doesn't it?" Oh, people People like us okay. They're fine with us. You know what? It is often said that Collector's Quest is just fine. I would say That's, that about Collector's Quest myself. Yeah. It's just fine. It's fine. It's said usually like that. I mean, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Johnny, on <laughs> track. On. The, okay. the original Microsoft Xbox launched November 2001 was Microsoft, the Windows company, making their own PlayStation 2 competitor. For some reason, they just put out this giant box, basically a PC, and decided, we can launch a video game console that has absolutely no Japanese support, even though all the best video games are historically kind of made in Japan, and they thought they'd see how that would go. Can you tell me something? Just segue real quick. Yes. Why do we care how well something sells in Japan? Uh, because it would Japan is a imply tiny Japanese island. support. And Japan makes really, really good video games. Okay, I mean, I'm just strictly talking about numbers. I'm not, like, some xenophobe. Like, what? They're such a small place. We make up so much more of the market share. Yeah, we do. But apparently we don't know how to make shooters and rhythm games and platformers as well as they I do know, for some reason. But, sure, that that's all well and true. But if you want to sell video games, you have to sell them here. I just... It baffles me. Everyone's like, well, Japan's going to hate it. I'm like, well, what is... Doesn't matter if, if you know, eight percent of your market share, ten percent of your market share doesn't like. Anyway, I mean, I don't, I don't need the whole country of Japan to like something. I just need the guys making video games, the few hundred of those guys. If they like something, then I'm on board. So what you're saying is that the Xbox did not sell well, and then also developers from Japan also hated the Xbox. Uh, yes, we were Why talking about hate- Square Enix Xbox games, and yeah, did you come up with one. Oh, there are zero. There oh, okay. are zero Square Enix games. There are a few RPGs, but there are zero by Square Enix. So, Excuse me. You're excused. Moving on. Uh, number of games in the Xbox set. I have 768, thanks to Johnny, who told me that I forgot Ninja Gaiden Black, which I must have accidentally deleted at some point. 
Uh, it is one of those consoles where no one agrees on a list of games for it. So you 100% have to make your own list. Because my 768 is just how many games there are. There's no limited editions or special things or anything like that. Hi, listeners. I'm going to stop the podcast here because this is an important point that Johnny and a listener brought up right after we put up the show. There are 868 Xbox games, not 768. I just messed up that number when we said it. And me and Johnny went over our lists back and forth for 15 minutes because Johnny thought my list was literally missing 100 games. But no, I just said the number wrong. 868, give or take. You know what? While I'm here, just to say some other things that we didn't mention. Grand Theft Auto triple pack. There's a double pack and a triple pack. So however you want to count those. Tetris Worlds Online. That's something I mentioned in the bumper. There's also Outlaw Golf slash Seablade. That's another double pack. And then there's three double packs that were pack-ins with the Xbox. I don't count those. Almost everybody counts those because they're black label releases. I just, I like having just one of each game in my list. That's just how I am. There's a Morrowind Game of the Year edition. I personally do count that because that is a different game with additional content. You know, DDR, big box editions, whatever. I just want to, the big point is that 868, not 768. A listener brought this up. There's like, wow, there's over 700 Xbox games. There's over 800 Xbox games. There's almost 900 Xbox games, including variants and stuff. I've got over a thousand Xbox games. Sorry. I'm sorry. There's people who listen to this podcast. Now I can never, I can never give that information back to you. And I apologize. All right. Back to the show. Yeah, you got to really be careful with the listing on this one. And people will just throw it in. They're like, oh, no, that's a special edition. So it's something. There's like zero consensus on that. But here are, we have the list at 768-ish individual titles. And um, what is some of the weird stuff? Or do you want to talk about loose versus complete first? No, I want to talk about weird stuff. Where's, I'm, I'm like desperately Googling something. Uh, like MLB 2K5 World Series Edition, that there's MLB 2K5 and then there's World Series Edition. And some people exclude World Series Edition as a variant, even though no. they were released like six months apart. One of them's like a special postseason release. Yeah, it's totally a totally different so game. That'd be th- like that stuff drives me crazy. Like, or like when people say Ninja Gaiden Black is the same as Ninja Gaiden, that it's not. But like, if there's a limited edition that comes with like a DVD, that's the same game in my count. I agree with you. But that's why I think it's weird that you deleted Ninja Gaiden Black off your list. because you're Well, like, obviously I, th- I think I never had it to begin with or something. I was, that was real stupid. Ninja Gaiden Black is one of my favorite all-time games, by the way. If it's you guys don't know this, game. I, I brag on Tyler a little bit for him always playing Ninja Gaiden 3 and Ninja Gaiden. But I do love Ninja Gaiden Black. It's one of the few games I've beat on the hardest difficulty. Uh, because that game is very re- rewarding. Because when you die... The, yeah, sure, the game is hard, but you die and you're like, oh, it's because I suck, not because it's impossible. You're just like, I did a bad job. If I do a good job, I will win. So it's, uh, you know, you feel that skill bump as you go through. And that's, it's, that's true. And it's a console game that runs at 60 frames a second, which even today is not a super common thing. Driving me crazy over here. Holds up really, really well. Yeah, super good. And the uh, the maker of it, and I forget his name right now, uh, such a jerk when they told him he had to put in like an easy difficulty. If you go on easy mode, you have to wear pink bracers. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, they, they put like, pink- I want to be the guy in Battle Kid. They all do similar things, too. Yeah, I like that. that, I mean, well, one, that's a little bit sexist, but that's fine. Like, 
pink isn't a bad color. It was 2004 yeah. or something. It was yeah. A different time. You know, PC warrior over here, Johnny. Jeez, yeah, like, California. Oh, good. Throwing pink on him. Who cares, little baby? Fucking girl. Yeah, okay. Uh, anyways, I, I think it's funny that they did that. I would have rather they put a pacifier in your mouth. I think that's funnier. Yeah, going the old Wolfenstein route. All right. I like the Wolfenstein one. Just one more one more thing that uh, messes up the count is the GTA double pack, and that there's no good way to handle it. So it was only it was the GTA double pack has GTA three and Vice City, which were not released separately, but they're the only way to play those games on the original Xbox. So do you count that as one release or two, two different games? Ooh, I would probably count it as one. I count it as two. So the weird thing is Blockbuster had them for rental in individual versions. So like that messes it up even more. Yeah. So then, yeah, that, that throws some, some fog into the equation. Cause now if there was a Blockbuster independent release of it, I'm like, then do I need the Blockbuster ones as individual games? It's, it's real weird. Modern gaming is so much more complicated than, uh, even though this isn't incredibly modern, but this is where the waters start to get murky. Yeah, this is like the cusp. Like, Xbox 360 just goes off the rails. I like this. There's like a manageable amount of weird bullshit in the Xbox set. Yeah, after this, it's, uh, you're on your own, kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what about, what can you tell me about loose versus complete? Well, Johnny, should you collect, Xbox like, should you collect don't loose? cost anything, so why would anyone collect them loose? Especially because the only reason you're collecting Xbox is it's cheap, so... I mean, I don't think anyone here is collecting loose Xbox games. I was right? not collecting Xbox games because they were cheap. That's not you, you can't. You're make collecting Xbox like games that. because you're a vacuum for video game content. That is not true. I have I have an associated story why I want why I decided to complete the Xbox set, and it was when I first started dating my wife. She went off to Europe. Uh, it was like in the first couple of months. I know. I guess. We started dating in like September, and this is June because she was uh, she was going away to Europe. Oh no, God! I guess it was like a year and a half in, two years. Oh my God! Anyways, it was a long. I guess it was longer than I thought. Uh, back then, I was still so thin, young, and handsome. She was worried about it, and she was like, "Hey, don't be seeing other girls behind my back while I'm gone for like a month in Europe. Here's an Xbox. Stay inside." Oh, that's nice, Johnny. Yeah, and she got she gave me Ninja Gaiden as well. So I was like, all right, I will do this. And I did. And it was awesome. Oh, my story of Xbox is I had I had an Xbox, I got it a little bit late, I think two thousand three, and then I soft modded it and pirated almost every game, and I thought I was the coolest kid on the block. But now I've redeemed myself by going back and buying them all. You're no longer an illegal downloader. You are just a guy who has a bunch of trash on his shelves. That's that's true. And I subscribed yeah. to Xbox Live for two months. I think I gave them $10 and then a bunch of free trials I used. Almost entirely for Burnout 3. Only game I care about. Do you know I've been subscribed to Xbox Live for like... You know when they did that like 10-year anniversary console? Nope. That they gave to people? Anyways, they did this. Like special accounts. If you were on Live, they like sent out a special console or controller. I can't remember which. Anyways, I missed being in the running for that by like three months. Kind of annoying. I've been on Xbox Live for a long time. Yeah, okay. Cool. I don't know. Why would you pay to play games online? Talking about Xbox history, Xbox ruined online gaming for literally every console gamer by it is now nearly 100% pay to pay online. Switch isn't pay to play yet, but they're about to be, after which the 
metamorphosis for not paying for your own internet connection to paying for your own internet connection will be complete. That's totally off topic. Who cares? Uh, and by the way, oh. for for everybody who was on like PlayStation Three versus the 360, I mean like PlayStation Three online, blah, blah. That was such a garbage online experience. I mean, at least I felt like when I was paying for something, I, I was getting something for that money. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, let's talk about collecting. So yeah, loose versus complete. Don't don't buy loose Xbox Xbox disc. Also, if you can avoid it. Don't buy case and disc only. Just try and get them complete. It's not that much more expensive. Oh, yeah. It's a pain in the ass to go back and get the manuals, right? Yeah. Right you're going to end up just getting a complete in box game and then selling your other incomplete copy. Like, unless you're real. If you're doing complete sets, I'll cut you a little more slack. But if you're just buying the games you like, don't do that. Just pay the couple extra dollars. You will be so much happier. Oh, and with avoid your life those EB game stickers, too. Oh, yeah. None yeah, of that. Th- this is the generation of the worst. EB and GameStop stickers there were. They're impossible to get off. It is worth your dollar not to scrub that sticker. I promise you. I promise. Especially just, on the spine. Oh, just, just so bad. And like in the, the early ones where those really small yellow ones that you just can't get out. Alright, yeah. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it, guys. That's that's a good tip. So the price, the price of a full collection of these 800-ish games is only $6,500. That's like six TurboGrafx games. So yeah, you can much. you can afford to get a complete and nice copies. I have probably spent more than that since I bought my last Xbox game on yeah, Turbo Graphics games. Maybe no, not quite. Had I just got these two games that I tried to get, probably I would be over that price. Anyways, uh, tell me though, because it's only sixty five hundred dollars, does that mean it is hard to collect for? Is this popular then? Like, what's going on with that? I mean, it's obviously, it's like the easiest thing in the world to collect. If you're going to go to a Goodwill and actually find games, it's going to be like Xbox and PS2 games, probably. So, like, is there anything, like, you find that there's anything super rare? Like, is it, is there actual rarity on this console? So, that's the really, really fun part about Xbox, is that there's a lot of undocumented stuff, or poorly documented stuff. So, if you like being a little treasure hunter, you can go and find stuff that almost nobody is talking about. And set up your eBay save search and look for something for two years. And maybe you'll be the one who can get it and then post a picture and make everybody jealous. But in the basic set? Yeah. So I, I say there's almost nothing truly, truly rare in the, like the black label Xbox set. There are games that are rarer than others. There are like they're pricey games. They, they kind of top out around a hundred dollars, but even then like you'll pretty much be able to find almost anything. And there's not very many of those either. And we'll, we'll get into that in a second. So yeah, just so you guys know, if you want to be the collectors that go out and discover things and and learn, and I've been that collector before, the Xbox is an excellent system to sink your teeth into because there's so much to flesh out. If you love making lists, if you love doing research, and if that's part of the joy you get from collecting, the Xbox is a great system. Tyler can tell you a lot. There's a lot of really dedicated Xbox collectors, despite us kind of trashing it a little bit right now. Uh, super useful lists that are out there, but they're all incomplete. And there's a lot of people, you know, that that don't agree. So be the unifying force that brings it all together. There's a lot of things like there. So we're firmly in the Internet age now. I think with like the N64, it's like, you know, you got Internet websites still out there, but, you know, it's not all on Internet Archive. With Xbox, it's all online. So you can find these things like Doom 3 Resurrection of Evil, Platinum Hits. There's a like a Canadian website that 
has it for sale on their website and it says it's sold out, but no one could ever find like a picture that this thing actually exists. So no one knows if that one's actually out there. Do you want to know the other problem with the internet age though? Because now we're in the age of where there's a picture of everything, but we're also in the age of Photoshop's and of Photoshop mockups. So things may yep. never have existed. And sometimes you can't tell from their shitty pictures. You're just like, Oh, is that real? Or was that just the mockup? Is that the cover art? Or is there, is there a variant for that? And so a lot of an- these never existed. Another problem with that, that stuff bleeds into Wikipedia my example for that would be Cow the Kangaroo Round 2. It had a release date. It had mocked up. I mean, it had a completed game that was released in Europe. And it had the American box art mockup was released to the internet. So for the longest time, Wikipedia had an American release date on it. And it was in its list of Xbox games. But that game never existed. So that, that's the kind out. of stuff you're competing with. Yep. So that's uh, when people say, oh, it's so easy to collect modern stuff. That's not exactly true. There's a there's different hurdles. That's that's not that there's no hurdles. They're just different. Let's talk about uh, hardware variants. How many hardware variants are there, Tyler? Uh, more than I thought when I looked it up. So the the only ones that matter in terms of you'll actually see them are the Halo Green ones, which are all over. They made two hundred thousand oh, of those. They're super rare, right? Super rare. Those are the desirable ones. I mean, they say Halo on it. Everybody loves Halo, so you got to get your Halo Green Xbox. All right, and that comes with a Halo Green controller. It comes with a Halo Green controller. You'll never see those. They are just yeah. who played Halo. Um, and then everything else after that is way rare. There's right. the Crystal one in Ca- that was released in Canada. They don't know. We don't know how many there are. Because especially because uh, there's a bunch of fakes of that too. Because Xbox was one of those consoles where people were making the. Uh, proprietary shells for or not proprietary yes. but uh they were making their own shells right so you had all these different colors and clear was a big one and they they're almost indistinguishable by picture yeah i mean i i don't know how to tell a legit clear xbox from the original one i would say just get it complete in box with the crystal box on it if you really care that much but what about the other green ones there's two other green consoles tell me about them there is the first anniversary non-Halo green Xbox, which Sweet. looks similar. Doesn't say Halo on it. That's real exciting. There were 20,000 of those. Different? I don't... It doesn't say Halo on it. The, yeah. I think the CD drive. Yeah, it's got... It's got Who like cares? If you have a green Xbox, it's like, yeah. oh, great. It's, it's green instead of green and black. Wow. It doesn't even look good. Yep. In Canada, they had a blue one. That one looks kind of cool. Doesn't really fit the Xbox green motif. You didn't uh, tell them about your other favorite. Oh green my god, Xbox. the Mountain Dew one. We've talked about that. We've talked about the Crystal one. We talked about the Mountain Dew Xbox. It's the ugliest green. They made five thousand ninety nine of them. You got them with like Mountain Dew points, and they sold out immediately. And now only idiots have them. Yeah, like imagine that. Like you remember slime, like the the toy slime that on Gak and stuff. Imagine that color green. If it faded, faded and got sad, that's what color it is. Yep, you can buy that. It'll it'll really stick out in your collection, that's for sure. Yeah, Everyone will know you have it. Man, people charge some money for it because it says Mountain Dew, and you know gamers are all about Mountain Dew and Cheetos. Blah, blah, blah. Let's employ some shitty stereotypes. Like, okay. Well, that's like fine. I guess I don't even like Mountain Dew. And Cheetos are like a once-in-a-while food, not like, I'm going to sit down and eat... I, like, come on. That I was, don't like Cheetos, but I like Baja I think Blast. that was like a nerd thing that they just kind of kept carrying over from whatever nerd culture was. And then they just pinned it on video games. 
I'm far more likely to eat a Dorito than a Cheeto. That's me. I'm thinking, what's a Cheeto? Cheetos are like Cheetos. little tiny crunchy ones. I like Cheetos. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fine. Yeah, Mountain They're Dew also the boxes. orange puffy ones. Uh, yeah, those orange puffy ones are bullshit. I don't like those. All right. Anyways, not a food episode. It, it looks like a Mountain Dew Xbox is worth between two and three hundred dollars. That's not insane, but that is insane because it's an original Xbox. Right. So stop and it. And who cares? The one other, the, the coolest one, I, I think I should have mentioned this in the special edition console episode. You wouldn't let me because it's Japanese. We're not talking about Japanese things. Shut up, Johnny. Stop trying to cut me off. I know you're like, this doesn't count. But there's a Panzer Dragoon Orto one in Japan, and it's pure white, and it looks awesome. And basically, any white Xbox, there's a lot of, like, one... There's a lot of uh, very low production run Xboxes that are pure white. There's like three 50 cent ones that were released in Australia. There's like some promo EA employee one or something that was released. So if you find a white Xbox, it's probably rare. Cool. And then there's a bunch of little special edition bullshit no one cares about. Like one-offs and all that. Yeah, contest games and stuff. Who, Who cares? Now let's get into games and prices. Okay, launch games, Tyler. What, what are the launch games? How am I going to get rich collecting Xbox? You're not, no one is ever going to want this stuff. Johnny, let's pause here. I don't know the Xbox launch games. We didn't fill that out. You're just like, let's start the episode. Don't review. All right. The Xbox launch games are Halo Combat Evolved. Woo, Those Halo, are the Xbox Halo, launch games because Halo, did anyone bro? else Halo, play bro? any of these games? Halo! Oh, uh, you Halo? Shrek. Halo! Munch's Odyssey. Plasma Dead Sword. or Alive 3. Hammer! Project Gotham Racing, NFL Fever 2002, Air Force Delta Storm, not a really common game for a launch game, Mad Dash Racing, Cell Damage, Arctic Thunder, Fusion Frenzy, which you'll remember as being a demo on the Halo disc, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2X, a game most people forgot ever existed. You want to know the cool thing about all those games? Didn't they they make them all backwards compatible on your Xbox One? Are you serious? You could play Air Force Delta Storm on your Xbox One? That seems real specific. They, I think they went through and they made all the or- original ones or most of the original launch titles backwards compatible. That's the other reason not to own an original Xbox, because now if you just own an Xbox One, you can play most of them by inserting the disc into the Xbox One and playing original Xbox games. Oh, there's actually this website where you can get all the Xbox games. It's called steampowered.com, and you just search for an Xbox game and they've got it. It's crazy. And you could play it in, like, HD, 60 frames a second, all that. Oh, nice. <laughs> More reasons not to collect for the Xbox. Anyways, that's not what this episode's about, so let's tell them why they should. Well, that is what this episode's about. Because there's not... In turn, like, when you think of a collectible console, what do you want? You want a console that has interesting games, exclusives, and, like, a personality. And if there's ever a console that had no personality of its own, it's the Xbox. It had PC games and the best versions of games that were already on PS2 and GameCube. True. But we're going to co- talk about collecting it anyway, because we all love doing that here. Well, and we, we do collect it. You've got a complete set, and I'm almost there. So I pretend that like I had some like teenage connection to Xbox, but really, I, mean, I just got this because it's cheap. Yeah, it you're fun. a cheap bastard, and you love games. You want them all. I so mean, I uh, want them all. What was the last game on the system? Because, you know, people always love to collect the first and the last. So what was the last one? It is Madden NFL 09. Whoo! Is there uh, a special breast a cancer premium. edition? There, there's no breast cancer edition. I think what? one of the one of the Maddens has a black label, so it, it ruins the like the mall uniformity on the set. I think all the EA Sports 07 games have black labels instead of white ones. Uh, anyway, 
Wait, is there seriously not a breast cancer edition one on that for 09? Isn't, Isn't that, that the, the one Xbox with 360? Isn't that like Brett Favre? Well, it's also on the Wii. Oh, anyways. Johnny, stop it. What are you talking about? Anyways, it's got oh Brett Oh my Favre. god, there is a Madden NFL 09 pink. There's no way that's on Xbox, because 09 on the Xbox is rare as it is. Okay. If that's on Xbox, I need to get that immediately. I don't, I don't know don't if choke. it is. I don't know if it is. I was just asking, because I know that's the breast cancer edition one. Yeah, I think it's only on 360. Well, it's also on the Wii. Yeah. Okay, anyways. So, I'm going to tell you what the most expensive games are. This is a super hard list, guys. Are you ready to spend less than $1,000 on all the most expensive games? I'm ready, Johnny. Okay, Steel Battalion with the giant fucking controller. You know, oh, is that the, the only game over a hundred dollars on this whole yeah, list? Yeah, it's three hundred. <laughs> and if you don't care about that giant controller, it's like less than a hundred. Teen Titans, all right, because that game goes for money. Teen Titans Go, it's like super common on every other system, but Xbox, for whatever reason, it was rare. Well, Xbox is for adults, Johnny. We don't play that kid shit. We play manly games where you shoot dudes. Oh, like Steel Battalion. Oh, okay. And Jurassic Park Operation Genesis which is also kind of rare on the PlayStation. It's going to be like a $60 game wherever you go, um, to 70 maybe even 80 Outrun 2006, which I would actually argue is probably rarer than those other two we just talked about. Um, Outrun 2006, that one spiked in the last like year, year and a half. It went from like a $30 game, now it's over $100, so keep your eye on that one. That is a legit rare game. Yeah. So these other games are kind of like, eh. Outrun yeah. 2006, I think, is legit rare. And it's one of the best games on Xbox. Yeah, these are just the expensive ones, not necessarily the rare ones. And Futurama. Why is Futurama so much money? Because there was a special episode of Futurama on that that you could only watch there originally. So it spiked that game. And also it's Futurama, which is great. Not necessarily the game, but the show. So Never those are your it. most expensive games. Those are them. Do you want to talk about some of the some of the actual rarest stuff? You want you want to get deep into Xbox, Johnny? I want to get so deep into Xbox that it knows my name, it looks me in the eyes, and tells me it loves me. Family show, Johnny. We don't have the explicit thing on iTunes. I didn't say anything <laughs> explicit right there. So, I all right, all right. Before, if anyone ever comes at me, if you guys start talking about like Stubbs the Zombie, what are these other stupid games that people come up with? Panzer Dragoon Orta. If you call Panzer Dragoon Orta rare, fatal like that, frame, bro. If you want to rare. You want to talk about pet peeves of mine as people who call literally anything on Xbox rare, but some of the rarest things on Xbox, the platinum hit games, some of these are, I've had saved searches for probably two years on some of these and have never seen them. Uh, some of the rarest platinum hits games, Prince of Persia, Warrior Within, uh, I think out of the handful of people who ever even care about Xbox platinum hits, I think a lot of us think that's the rarest, but also 50 Cent Bulletproof. Save search for two years, never comes up. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, Lights, Camera, Pants. And then there's a Grand Theft Auto double pack. I've mentioned it. I, have I mentioned this on the show? I don't know. I've been searching for it so long, I've given up. So I've been trying to like keep it to myself, but now I'm just like, screw it. Someone find this game for me. Prove it exists. Uh, there's I saw two discs of a Grand Theft Auto double pack. There was a GTA 3 and a Vice City. They were both American NTSC Platinum Hits discs. But there was no box or anything for them. They were just in like regular, they were in like the gray cases, but there wasn't an outer box for it. So I don't know what the outer box looks like. If someone knows that there's a Grand Theft Auto double pack platinum hits, that's probably the rarest platinum hits game. And then there's things that we might not know exist, like Doom 3 Resurrection of Evil. Like there's, there's games that we can't confirm even exist yet. 
What about all the weird special editions? Because there's a lot of weird special editions. I know we didn't write any of them here, but I know you know them. Well, there's that... I don't even know what episode we mentioned it on. But the Dark Watch Coffin Edition, that we are almost sure exists because there was a picture of one being sold on eBay. You could only buy it with forum participation points on the Dark Watch website, of which I think nobody had enough points or one person had enough points. You can look at it on Internet Archive. Yeah, uh, but that, eventually it did get out there. It had like a little wooden box and a T-shirt in it. Yeah, that w- that one is. I, I mean, I would love to, you know, actually put my hands on that someday and see it. Okay, we'll we'll talk about more of the other like weird, cool variants, which you can just assume when we get there are also rare. But this is more of the the non-special editions. Yeah, just if you wanted, to, if you asked me the top three rarest Xbox games, I would hem and haw for a long time, and then probably say like. IHRA Sportsman Edition, that's a really rare racing game. Teen Titans is really rare. Outrun 2006 is rare. I would probably put those as the top three, but, you know, there's there's room in there. There's a lot of hard-to-find racing games. That's always what I come back to. So, you know, World Racing 2, V-Rally 3, Furious Karting, the IndyCar Series games, Auto Modelista. For some reason, Xbox just had a glut of racing games and no one bought them. And then, as I'm reading this... Johnny put in Stubbs the zombie under everything I just said. Yeah, because you love that. Yeah, it's, a, it's um, a joke. But speaking of like going, speaking of going for like those underpriced uncommon games, I think there's a lot of that you can easily do on the Xbox. Like, like, do we want to talk about that, or do you want to go about? Well, I was just going demand. with those racing games. Oh my god, okay. we're doing the jump around thing. No, I said do in demand games. It's literally the next item on the list. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Key franchises on the Xbox. Johnny, what are they? In-demand games, also key franchises. And you'd think, man, how many could there possibly be? Everyone hates the Xbox. Okay, number one, Halo! Halo, bro! Halo, every frat kid's choice. So those really valuable, the limited editions go for hundreds these days. You know what's funny to me? When when people talk about Halo, they they trash it a little bit, right? Uh, And I'm making fun of it a little bit. But it is basically the sequel to Goldeneye in the hearts of frat boys. That, that's basically what happened. They don't know that it's the spiritual successor to Goldeneye, but it basically is. It's the one that wound up in all the dorm rooms and all the kids played. And, uh, you know, that, I feel like you're somehow that. offending everyone by saying I, that. I don't it, know how. Like, I totally, I like Goldeneye it's, and Halo just fine. <laughs> I know, they're fun. Like, I've had fun with both of those games. I've played most of the Halo games. But, you know, people will talk about Halo like... It's, you know, the worst thing ever. Like, oh, fucking Halo sucks. Stupid, blah, blah, blah. I'm Halo like, 2 sucks, John. But they talk about Goldeneye like like it's the second coming. Everyone's like, I can't wait it's till true. we get the Goldeneye remake that we, we deserve. Licensing hell has kept us... Like, shut up. Okay, well, you guys? can't remake games. So there's no point in... There's no way to recapture that lightning in a bottle. No. It's impossible. So. I know. I agree with you. But people talk about it. Anyways, Ninja Gaiden... Super important game to that franchise. It's great. Oh, man. It's like one of my favorite games ever. And I think it's like my favorite game on that console. Though, KOTOR is a close second to that. And then Jet Set Radio Future is also another one. And then there's some other like PC ports that are like Merowind. Like that's a big franchise. Jade Empire, Psychonauts, even though that's on PlayStation as well. Fable, of course, started here. And God, what a garbage game that was. If you remember seeing the original demos for Fable, you were blown away. You're like, oh my god, Fable, I want to play this so bad. All of my choices matter. And then it was like, A or B, A or B, and it wasn't fun. It was on rails, and it was terrible. 
and of course the GTA games. I think I, th- I played Fable after Morrowind, and it was just like such a ridiculous downgrade going from that, like a real world like Morrowind to all this stupid Peter Molyneux hype for Fable. Yeah, it was another re- thing about uh, Fable. There's like it came with a bonus disc, and the bonus discs have color variants. So there's like red and bluish ones and purplish ones. It's really weird. And then there's retailer specific bonus discs that'll say like Game Crazy. Yeah, it's dumb. Fable. It's real dumb. Why? Yeah. I don't know. It's uh talk about, it might be the most overhyped, most disappointing game around. Uh I'm, there's been some recent ones, but back then I think it definitely took the the crown. Okay, let's talk about actual I think Xbox Assassin's games. Creed is a is a strong contender for that. Fight me about that. Assassin's yeah. Creed 1 was never a good game. Anyway. I didn't like it. It got really it got really repetitive and kept me off the rest of the franchise. Though people say the rest of the franchise is great. I love the idea. Like, I've read some of the story and stuff. Like, sounds cool. I've even watched people play it. Even played the, what was it, Assassin's Creed 4 on the boat, you know, when you're pirates. Enjoyed that for about 45 minutes and then was like, nah, still not interested. Actual Xbox exclusives. Because there's not a lot. And Tyler, why aren't there a lot of actual Xbox exclusives? Well, Xbox never had any exclusives to begin with because they were all ports. There were really good ports, though. I remember back in the day, anytime someone brought up they had a PS2, I'd be bragging, oh, the best version of that game is on Xbox. It didn't matter that PlayStation 2 had two or three times as many games, as long as I had the best version of some game that I thought he might want to play, and I might be able to get one up on him. Uh, and Sorry. then, in You're the one future... Of jerks? Oh, I was... Are you kidding me? I was, like, Xbox was, like, 2000... You know, I was, like, what, 14, 15? Oh. I'm a young dude, Johnny. I was a little asshole. You're not as young as you once were, Tyler. You've grown up today. I know. You I'm are. so mature now. Now I have a podcast about video games. I know. You've come a what long a way. a mature thing to do. Yep. Super, super mature. Tell us about so, the actual exclusives. Well, the other thing that happened was a lot of games on Xbox got remastered on, like, Xbox 360. So, like, those that Ninja Gaiden game, like, that got put on, like, PS3 and all that stuff. And then Phantom Dust... Phantom Dust was like the one pillar that we still had. I was like, Xbox is still worth owning because it has Phantom Dust. One of my favorite games of all time. And then that got put out free to play on PC. And then the very best Xbox exclusive, the absolute number one game you need to play on the original Xbox is Metal Wolf Chaos. And they just announced that they're remaking that on modern consoles, which is fantastic. I think everyone should play that game. But uh, now Xbox is a desolate wasteland. So... The best remaining games, I think, are probably Panzer Dragoon Orta, Jet Set Radio Future, the Sega games, there's a Crazy Taxi 3, there's a bunch of Sega exclusives that seem pretty safely exclusive for now, if that's a thing. What Mecha about Jam 1 and, and 2. What about Toe Jam and Earl 3? Was that an exclusive? Or did yeah, that to- that's an exclusive too. They were going to make it on Dreamcast, and then they're like, nah. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think no. people liked that. I never played it, but it looked too different for me. I was like, nah, I don't want to ruin yeah, I love for this franchise. That also, we should just mention that that's what happened to a lot of uh, Sega games. That's why Sega is here because the Dreamcast started to fail, and they just took a bunch of stuff that was going to be on Dreamcast, and Sega just got in bed with Xbox, and they just became Xbox games. So there you go. That's yeah, history lesson. For you. Xbox is Dreamcast too. Yep, that's so kind of cool. You forgot my favorite game on the one of my favorite games on the Xbox. As a, is it Buffy? It is the first Buffy, and people say it's not exclusive because I was on the Game Boy Color. It's not the same game, guys. That's not the same game. They just called it Buffy the Vampire Slayer because Buffy the Vampire Slayer is a ubiquitous title. 
They aren't the same. It's an exclusive. You won't you won't be playing Buffy the Vampire Slayer on the Xbox on the Game Boy Color. I can't imagine why anyone would make this argument, but it has been done to me. I feel like Buffy fans are probably going to play it no matter whether it's good or not. And people who aren't Buffy fans are going to be like, I'm not going to play a Buffy the Vampire Slayer game. What the hell, Johnny? Oh, like, no, why it, are you recommending this? No, it was actually a good game. Like, it's even well-reviewed. Go look it up. You don't have to trust me. It was like, for the time, it yeah, was but actually I would, fairly Yeah, I would like it so much more if I liked Buffy, and I don't know anything about Buffy. You don't need I know to know about Sabrina about... the Teenage Witch. Oh, my God. What do you know about Sabrina the Teenage Witch? You know what comes from the Archie comics? I didn't know that. Okay, you don't know shit about <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Witch either. So shut your mouth, Tyler! Shut your mouth! All right, all right. You get onto that list. You tell them games God. to look out for. No, there's one I skipped on purpose. Uh, Steel Battalion. A lot of people put Steel Battalion on this crazy pedestal. I am not the biggest Steel Battalion fan. I'm a pretty big Steel Battalion fan. I bought three copies of it back in the day just to play LAN with my friends. Uh, so I do like Steel Battalion. It is not a good game. It is... It's on the verge of being good. It runs like garbage. There's fog like Silent Hill. And the controller looks... The controller's really cool, but it's also kind of a piece of shit. It's very plasticky and does not feel like a... It doesn't feel like an arcade controller or anything like that. So if you're one of these people who is hyping yourself up for Steel Battalion, let me be the voice of reason and tell you, you don't need to spend $300 on Steel Battalion. You should probably just go to an arcade and find one of those cool modern games where you could shoot a few things for three minutes. Just had to put that out there. That's fair. Steel Battalion's got a green and a blue button variant, and you should buy them both. Oh. And there are press pictures of one with a white button variant. Oh. And there's probably it. only like one or two of those that exist. So if you want to sell that to me, I've got like 500 bucks or 1000 bucks, whatever that thing costs. Just get that over to me. Thanks. Ew, de- ew don't. <laughs> Do you have both versions of Steel Battalion? Uh, yes. I, I got a green one back in the day, and then I bought my blue one new in box. You are so gross. And then I have another one just how do you tell? Out. How do you tell the difference between them? Uh, well, uh, if you look at the buttons real close, one is green no. and the other ones are blue. You said it's new in box. Oh, um, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I thought I think I knew before buying it that it was blue. Maybe there's some code on it or something, but I don't know. Okay. Well, that was worthless. Thanks for nothing. I'm sorry. You know what? I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a library. I'm Wikipedia. Wikipedia is not going to tell you, oh, where on the Steel Battalion box do you look to find out what well, colors you're like, hey, I bought it new in box and it was the blue button one. I'm like, well, hey, when I mean, the, I might what have, an I interesting lead-in you just gave me. I, I'll follow up. I might up. have just bought it because, you know, I'm like, I just I just needed another one and it happened to be the other color I didn't have. Because I bought it when it was 100 bucks. It was less than MSRP because, believe knew. it or not, no one wanted to buy Steel Battalion. That was back before people are like, yeah, I have room in my house to to have like a couch-sized game box. That seems like a reasonable thing to own. Now that box is relatively small to some of the special editions that are coming out. So that's cool. Oh, God, that's weird. Yeah. Like, who cares about Steel Battalion box? That's small. Did you ever buy Rock Band? Oh, boy. Ugh. Anyways, moving on. Can't wait till we have to talk about all the Rock Band variants. Let's never do that episode. Uh, I used to like. I used to hold on to my rock band boxes and stuff, and I just wanted to just throw I, them all out. I'm like, this I, stuff I threw is, them away too. This stuff. I was like, uh, when I moved, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna bite the bullet and toss this away. The only one I would keep would be the Beatles one for the Wii if I found that one. That was the Wii one, particularly. Rare. I threw out the Wii one or the Beatles one on PS3. Oh uh, yeah, the PS, the Beatles one is the rarest one. 
Yeah. But also, I collect a little for the Wii. I've never collected for the PS3. So, anyways. Excite Bite Games is listening to this, and he's like, yeah, throw it out. Yeah, yeah make yeah. it rare. Yeah. So, let's talk about games to look out for. And right, why Johnny, you, I already gave my things. Look out for all those rare racing games. You you tell me your other stupid games that just people look out for that are wrong. F- like, well, the guy <laughs> game is a game just because Ooh. it's got Johnny's some... Johnny's family show. It, it has some history to it, so people you know people know about it it's got some press about it so look for the guy game that's going to be a game that could possibly go up call of cthulhu that's already getting expensive but it is a it's a fairly decent game it's also says cthulhu on it and land of the dead because you know zombies romero these are some just a couple of ones like that are kind of in the middle just keep your eye out on if you see them cheap pick those up I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the middle on Xbox where no one knows because no one cares about it. That could there is no middle on Xbox. There's like everything is thirty dollars and under, and then it's like, all right, some of these games are like a little bit expensive. Tower. It's the low end and like the upper low end. No, you know the difference because there are the games you always see no matter what everywhere you go out, and then there's games like Land of the Dead which you don't see all the time. Right? Come on, all be right. reasonable. All right. And there, there are some retailer exclusives to look out for. Sneakers is a Toys R Us exclusive. Uh, there's a couple Blockbuster exclusives. Ultimate Beach Soccer is one. Uh, oh, the Outlaw. There's Outlaw Golf Holiday things. Those yeah. are Blockbuster exclusives. They're not super rare, but I mean, they're cool. They have Blockbuster logo on it. Why wouldn't they be cool? Uh, what's the other one? There was that other game. Oh, it was like another game that was like associated to porn in some way. Uh, that oh, was Playboy the, the Mansion? Oh, oh yeah, was that, that one. And then, no, it was also on the PS2, but there was another one, too, I thought. How many porn games are there? BMX XX? Yeah, yeah, that one. Okay. BMX Trick My friend had that, I think and I thought he was this so one cool. actually sh- I think that one actually, on the Xbox, actually showed something. I think that was the problem with it. Oh, was there something uncensored on that that was censored on GameCube or something? Yeah, yeah There were, like, exactly. stripper videos you could unlock or something, but yeah. I didn't own the game, and probably too awkward to watch that with my friends when I was 14. Yep. Uh, yeah. Let's not talk about it. You nice thinking about so that. Let's move on. Collector's stuff, Tyler. What are some of the cool collector's items for this? And these are variants, corner case, variants. This is the kind of, you don't have to buy this stuff, but it's cool to watch out for. All right, here's my slice of really cool things on the Xbox that maybe you don't know about. Uh, so Dark Watch Coffin Edition, that's like the one-off, you'll never find that Holy Grail kind of thing. The Shrek Super Party there's a variant that comes with a tiny, like, McDonald's LCD watch. It's a piece of garbage. Uh, and it says it on the case. The case alone is kind of rare, but the watch itself is one of the hardest Xbox items to find. So Shrek Super Party, if you find that watch, that's where it's at. The There are blockbuster rental exclusives of Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and Dead or Alive Ultimate. And so these come in generic black cases... And they've got an official insert on, like a real insert, just for GTA 3 and just for Vice City. And then Dead or Alive Ultimate is two discs crammed into one case, because Blockbuster's jerks, I guess. Jerks. Yeah. What about uh, all those Fish- Fable variants? Are those cool? God, those, I, no, there's, there's like eight of them. It's ridiculous. Don't collect Fable games. Fable's not a good game. You hear that, Archon? I know you're listening. He's got he thinks Fable's game. a good game? Like, I think Fable 2's alright. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, Fable, Western RPGs. Fable is a game that I love to have disappoint me each time I play it. All how them. many times are you playing Fable? Jeez, I've played Fable one, two, and three. 
Oh, okay. Nice, and you've been nice. disappointed by all of them? All of them. Everyone's oh, like, no, man. this one's like so much better. You got to try this one. No, seriously, they fixed Fable. You're going to love this edition. Johnny, forget everything you know about <laughs> this one. This one blew my mind. I made so many choices. Did you know you could get married and have sex with a girl in this one? I mean, they don't show anything, but it's like implied. And it's got that stupid like gobbledygook language, which is actually goblin. So I'm sorry to goblins. But, oh, it's going to be oh, so amazing. Just, just go play it. And then I did, because I was convinced. And each time I went, well, that's life I'm never getting back. That was, like, you know, that was like the I beat upper tier. You beat <laughs> yeah, Fable beat was like the upper tier Western console RPG. The generation before that, we had like Quest 64. I feel like we've really got got our shit together with Western RPGs on consoles, like with the Elder Scrolls and Fallout and all that kind of stuff. Like even like the okay stuff is way better than it used to be. Oh yeah. The uh it was rough beginnings for sure. Alright, cool collector stuff. 50 cent bulletproof came with this Kevlar vest that fits over the case. So the case looks like it's wearing a Kevlar vest. The same thing as on PS2, the same vest you can interchange them if you want. It's hard to find both of them. Uh Archon has one of those. I'm super jealous of that. Uh, some cool bundled stuff. Outlaw Golf it came bundled with a 12-pack of golf balls. It was only sealed. You'll probably never find that. Run Like Hell came bundled with a 12-pack of balls, the energy drink, because in the game there's balls product placement. I could bet you'll probably never find that one either. Uh, NASCAR... Uh, if you do, drink it. 07, 06, and I think 05 have limited editions that were Walmart exclusive. These are so rare and so cool, Johnny. Don't tell me these aren't the coolest thing on Xbox. Um, they aren't the coolest thing on Xbox. All right, so 07, it says limited edition. Really easy to see just by looking at the case. 05 and 06, I think they just have a tiny little sticker that says Walmart exclusive on them. I don't even know what's different about them. I just know they're limited and I can't find them and I want them. Really? You just I do. want them? I, it's just like another thing, right? I had I've had save search for two years. And I go through every single NASCAR Xbox <laughs> that gets listed, and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. All right. Should I go check mine for you? No, because it won't be the limited edition. I don't care. You know, I don't care anymore. Like I, I, my super zealous. I want everything that's ever been released on Xbox has kind of died down a little, and now it's just like, yeah, if I find some more rare stuff, I'll get it. I'll get it. I don't need to have everything. It's nice. Okay. Uh, right. Two more things. There are uh, nine games that came with a movie ticket, and the actual ticket inside, it's it's not impossible to find. They're kind of hard to find those. Yep, it's like make- Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events. And, Harry Potter. Uh, yeah, there's there's stuff like it's that. A, Ratatouille, it, I think, is one. Yeah. Um, Ratatouille, haunted, is that that's some kind of exclusive, right? No, I don't think so. All right. Forget Ratatouille. Not an interesting game at all. Uh, the Harry Potter that comes with the movie ticket, I think that one is that version like not every console got the movie ticket one like they rotated them on game uh which game got the movie ticket so i think it was goblet of fire for the xbox is uh is xbox one of the ones where the first harry potter game is rarer or is that is that just yeah that's that's all of them that's all of them because the first one was not actually released first so what happened was they were rushing it out. Chambers of, Chamber of Secrets was coming out. Harry Potter's already kind of a big deal. So they put out Chamber of Secrets to launch with the movie. And then uh, like six to nine months, maybe a year after that, then they release Sorcerer's Stone. And that's actually a fun game. So if you haven't played that, that's actually a gem. And uh, one I would say to look out for on every console. But it's, you know, it's on PS2, Xbox, and GameCube. 
Also, uh, I'd like to point out that Johnny is a liar because Ratatouille is a GameStop and EB Games exclusive. Oh, is it? I did not look know that. Look at that. Also, uh, something to know about the Harry Potter games, just because I, I love to talk about Harry Potter. Harry Potter Sorcerer's no. Stone is not the same as the PlayStation 1, because I know there was that one guy going, mm-hmm, correcting me. Uh, it's not the same Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone if you're uh, anywhere else, but here... It's different. The one on PlayStation and uh, GBA and uh, Game Boy Color is a different Harry Potter one. So that's totally a different game. Yeah, it's the it's the Xbox One is a port of the Game Boy Color version. No. Okay. No. One last var- uh, one last. It's not really a variant. Um, the Halo Triple Pack. It's not impossible to find. It's a cardboard slipcover over uh, Halo One, Two, and the multiplayer map pack. For a Halo item, it is, like, surprisingly uncommon. You would have thought that it would be super easy to find this. Apparently, it came out late in the Xbox lifespan. Everyone already had Halo, and it did not sell super well. So that's kind of a cool thing to have if you want something that's not super hard to find and you can say is rare and pretend is your holy grail or something. Yep. Agreed. And then there's uh, there's 23 kiosk discs. Everyone likes those kiosk discs. Everyone pretends they have the... Uh... Everyone's like, oh, I've got such good memories just sitting at Toys R Us playing the kiosk games like what patience did your parents have putting up with you like you weren't sitting there for like four hours this is like a few moments in your life you were sitting there for 25 minutes maybe people have like (laughs) people attached put real strong memories attached to kiosk it's like yeah I remember playing kiosks for like two minutes before my mom's like we're done or let's go clothes shopping come on I was never a kiosk person I was always like okay no thanks see you later yeah, was, I'm, I'm a germaphobe, so I was like, oh, I don't want to touch the, the communal controller. I just didn't want to touch those. Anyways, um, I will say one thing real quick, back to Harry Potter games. Yes. Uh, we talked about platinum hit games that are hard to find. Sorcerer's uh, Stone, or not Sorcerer's Stone, Prisoner of Azkaban is a hard-to-find game in platinum hits on the Xbox. So, you know, really hard. Really hard to find that game, so good luck. That's Same. a platinum hits, not a platinum family hits or best of platinum no, hits a- or best of platinum family hits. There's a lot of platinum hits labels on the Xbox. Yeah, this is just platinum hits. Oh, so. uh, just I got to put this in somewhere. Halo 2 does not have a normal gray case on the platinum hits version. It has a semi-translucent gray case. It's a Ooh. special platinum hits release. Archon pointed that out to me. Third mention of Archon on the show. He's going to feel so happy about this. Well, edit it. No. <laughs> Can't have that. So, anyways. That's, those that's, those are kind of the cool Xbox things. There's a lot more. Go find them, right? Yeah, go find all of them. You can do it. Be make the a guy. list. Someone, if you make a list of, like, uh, like, everything you think is on Xbox, come talk to me and we can compare your list with my list. Then Tyler will show you his out penis. I will. That. I mean, I thought I was going to become like the world's true. number one Xbox collector. And then I finished my shelf and I'm like, oh, I don't even have room for all the Platinum Hits games. I don't want more Xbox games. So I kind of stopped collecting Xbox. You know, I was just like, nah, I'm over it. If the shelf was bigger, I wouldn't have been over it. But man, I don't want Xbox to start spilling into my Sega space. Let's not get crazy here. What? You just gave up? Gave, gave up. up. I can't, you can't believe. I also need to make a correction too, just because I was had this itching feeling in the back of my brain. Uh, yeah, on the original Xbox, there was no movie ticket variant for any of the Harry Potter games. Oh, look at that. Johnny just saying stuff. Yeah. Wikipedia I, Tyler is not citation needed. I don't even know. 
Well, that was unlike- a dumb thing to say. I'm just going to cut that out. That was a bad joke. Yep. <laughs> uh, Don't hey, mess around. Aftermarket games. Oh, wait, no, we're special editions a thing? Yes, because we're in the 2000s. A lot of them are absolutely dirt common and worth nothing. The ones that come off my head, I had Doom 3, Ghost Recon, Advanced Warfighter, Halo 2. Like, some of these special editions are literally more common than their non-special editions. So, uh, some of the bigger box stuff is is worth something. You know, Godfather, uh, Contents Under Pressure, stuff like that. But What about Mark Echo? That's what contents under pressure is. Mark Sorry. Echo's contents under pressure. Oh, getting up content. I don't. I said like the subtitle yeah, of the game. Get, yeah, but Mark Echo getting up contents under pressure. One of the best names for a video game of all time. So, yeah, big steel box for that one, and it's too tall and it doesn't fit on any shelf. Right? What a pain in my ass that game is. You buy uh, Turbo Graphics boxes. Those are like the most inconveniently sized things. I made a shelf specifically for them. At least all there's right. a bunch of them. All right. Anyways, aftermarket homebrew. What's going on with those? Oh, none? I mean, none? technically, there there was a lot of Xbox homebrew. It was just, you know, they just put it out there. I mean, but there's not, like, physical editions. Yeah, there's no, not, there's, there's not people, like, printing this out. This is not the era for that, so don't worry about those. Accessories, magazines, or other crap? Uh, I guess OXM is the big one, the official Xbox magazine. They put out two different versions of this stupid magazine. One came with a demo disc in a slimline dvd case and the other one came with the demo disc in the paper sleeve and as far as i know every single demo there's like 90 of them comes in both the slimline case and the paper sleeve so you've got something like 200 demo discs to collect of just oxm if you really want the full set what a pain in the ass no thanks no thanks okay so uncommon games that aren't expensive we kind of touched on but what are some things to watch out for I mean, with Xbox, not a lot, because nothing's really worth pirating. The one thing is, uh, there's a lot of third-party cases out there. Um, so, you know, look at the the case color, make sure it's the right Xbox green. A lot of ones are, like, really bright green. Those are obviously third-party cases, and trans- there's a lot of translucent ones, or people using ones from Xbox 360. And then, you know, printout inserts, you just get that with almost every console. Yeah, that's the other thing. Watch out. Like, a lot of people wind up putting Xbox games in black cases, there's no black case games really, so just don't don't do that. Avoid those. Those are just rental cases most of the time. You don't want those. Like we said, just get the nicest copy of the game you can find at a reasonable price. Don't don't go and find the cheapest one. That's probably your worst option for Xbox. Uh, the other thing I would say about Xbox is it's still pretty pretty cheap. So you know, really get in there, get in there if you want it. But you can still find these. Here's the one fun thing about collecting Xbox. Because it's cheap, because it's not that desirable, you can, like, when you go game hunting, you won't have that crushing depression of, I went out and I never saw a Nintendo game. Of course you didn't. But an Xbox game, you can feel, like, reasonably certain if you look at a few stores, you will find an Xbox game, all right? So, that's nice. All right, I do, there's one more thing I have to bring up. It's uh, the clock capacitor on Xbox consoles. Xbox consoles are dying. There is a big capacitor in there that Microsoft cheaped out on, and it is leaking. Uh, If you have an Xbox that is not version 1.6, and don't try to look at your stupid serial number and try to figure out, like, oh, maybe I have the, like, rarest version of the Xbox. It's not the rarest version. But anyway, open your Xbox, and you have to cut the clock capacitor out because it is leaking. It is the capacitor. Uh, Under it on the PCB, there are two concentric circles. It looks like a Venn diagram. 
and then you need to like clean up the residue on your PCB. So I have a feeling that that information is getting to almost nobody right now because nobody cares about Xbox. Uh, and then there are a bunch of people who are just like, oh, well, mine still works, whatever. And I'm worried that in like 20 years, Xbox is going to be like CDI, where every time you get an Xbox, it's not going to work and you have to open it up and fix it. Uh, so, yeah, don't don't let your Xboxes break. Cut that clock capacitor out. And is that important? Can it run without a clock capacitor? Every time you boot up the console after that, you'll have to like reset the clock. Oh, well, oh, okay. do the same thing with my Dreamcast every time, right? Every time. So I don't turn on my Dreamcast. What am I talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, this happens on my Saturn each and every time. I'm sure you can replace it with something if you care enough, but you don't. So just cut it out so it doesn't leak all over your board and break your Xbox. Good advice. Anything else you want to say about the Xbox before we move on from this beautiful console with its sweet looking green cases? No, it was an okay console. It's not the best, you know. No, it's not not the worst. There's a lot of games for it. Uh, there are a lot of sports games. They're like it is in that generation, oh, so that's, that's kind of annoying. So I counted how many NBA games there were in the first year of Xbox's life, and it was something like uh, like nine or eleven. And like so, uh, NBA, what is it? NBA Tonight 2002 is the rarest of the nine Xbox Xbox NBA games that came out in the first year of its life. So. Yeah, there's some good. Also, some of the ESPN, like, here's one thing when you're looking at lists that gets a little confusing. Some of these games, uh, some of the ESPN games, they leave out the ESPN in front of the title. Oh, yeah. Like, if you just see NBA Tonight on a list, you may not know that it's ESPN NBA Tonight. So that gets confusing on multiple lists. That's with all the ESPN titles, and there's a ton of them. So just something else to look out for if you're collecting it, because what a pain in the ass that is. Yep, the biggest and most awesome thing about the Xbox was the ability to make this a media console, and I think that kind of, that people were ripping it and playing DVDs in it, you know, and had, you know, that was, like, it led to a whole bevy of proprietary devices, like remote controls, and we had our first, like, really good Logitech wireless controllers with it, which are still sweet, and there's two different versions of that. There's a silver one, I think, which was a special EA edition, and then... Um, just the regular black ones. And those were good controllers. Had the fiasco of the Duke controller, but now it somehow has come back around and people like it. Yeah, what, what's you know, up with you that? You had uh, a lot no, of... No, the Duke was never good, and it's not good. <laughs> no, That'd... I have small hands, so the Duke controller is really bad for me. But yeah, this you know the Xbox did pioneer a lot. It pushed... The way PlayStation 2 like, pushed the DVD, Xbox pushed the idea of the console being more than just for games and made it into a media box. What did it? That doesn't really have it. Cause you needed to buy the DVD remote to use DVDs with it. Didn't you? Yes. But because you could hack it and you could load things onto yeah. it, it was becoming a media box. It was because it was like that, that people opened their eyes. to it. It's not like the developers at Xbox were like, I can't believe that happened. And they didn't think, Oh, maybe we should capitalize on that. Of course they did. Look at the way the 360 was launched. So of course they knew that was like a thing. And now we're, you know, like what they tried to push on the Xbox One, this integration with your TV and all this stuff was going to happen. Didn't really pan out for them, but they were definitely thinking about it. So, and that origin, I think, comes with the way people use the original Xbox. So that's not going to affect any the way you collect it, but it is. Uh, it was one of the driving forces by, by which people were buying it. So it, something even just to today, be aware of. people use them as for like emulators and homebrew stuff. 
It's oh just yeah, like, still great for that. It's cool. It's a really cheap computer you can hook up to a TV with composite if that's a thing you want to do. Yep, easy. Johnny, before we move on, we on, you it, reminded right? no. me of one no. last thing that I think is cool no. that nobody talks about. It is okay, the what is it? DVD releases that have original Xbox demos on them. Oh shit! What those are, they? are cool? Those are, They're those just are retail cool. DVDs. So Star Wars: The Clone Wars Volume Two, Epic Revenge Oof. of the Sith widescreen. Star Wars Trilogy Ooh. widescreen, Clone Wars Volume 1, Chronicles of Riddick, Doom, Hulk, King Arthur, Robots, and Van Helsing. Those all have original Xbox demos on them. Is there any other console that does that? That's a neat little set you can get. It's only, you know, what is that, like 10, 10 DVDs? That's neat. Go get oh, those. Oh, there's also, there's also like two games, and I forget their names right now, that were like DVD games that, that they would advertise for play on the Xbox, but weren't really Xbox games. Oh, yeah, I've got Dragon's Lair. There's a DVD release of Dragon's Lair. I played that on the Xbox. And then there was the That's one neat. for the really weird, like, shooter game, which was, like, in a, in a white box, and it had, like, 3D objects, actually, in it, and you, like, kind of stuck your head in there. I forget what that one was what called. What are you talking about? Let's do an episode uh, on that. That sounds awesome. Let's do an yeah. episode on DVD I'm, games, Johnny. Sure. Whatever you want to do. We'll do that right after Flush with Plush <laughs> and a Rock Band, Rock Band Variants episode. All right. But Flush right. with Plush is actually happening, guys. Don't worry. We know so you're clamoring for episode. it. How many plushes are there? You keep asking. All of them. We're going to tell you. So, Tyler, what are you buying? What are you playing? Well, Johnny, my uh, not my local game store, but Forgotten Freshness, my ex-local game store, some guy traded in a full set of Genesis games minus like the fi- like five of the rarer games. So I went through and I got... You know how we were talking about, hey, you should buy all the uncommon games? I bought all of them that I didn't have. Uh, some It was sad. Some of them were incomplete. But uh, I didn't get all of them yet. I got my first order of them. And I think I got like Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel is probably the coolest thing in there. That's a good one. And I just said I bought all those Genesis games. And I literally just opened the box today. So I don't even know what it is. I also got Earthbound from him. I got a super nice, super expensive copy of Earthbound. Because uh, I wanted nice. to have that. Because real collectors have Earthbound, they have Stack Up, and they have Little Samson. I think those are the three games that real collectors have, Johnny, right? Yeah. If you don't have those, I mean, what are you even doing? Like, you, you think you're having fun? You think playing these old games is fun? Oh, you're you wrong. Think you collect rare games, bro? <laughs> Your games aren't rare. Earthbound is the rarest yeah. game of all time, is I think the what I'm trying rarest. to say. The rarest! I hope, I hope someone hears the podcast and knows what idiot that is on YouTube. Wait, do, what? Do you know that guy? The the rarest blah 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 games. He does this thing. Oh. He says it like that. The rarest, and I just I say, they're never the rarest. I talked about this last time. It's so eye roll inducing. I just want his face is super punchable too. I don't know anything about him other than he makes this video. Some good for him because I guess he did okay. But like I maybe he's just a passionate guy. But it's super annoying that he's so wrong. I want to go, can we go look up his video after the episode? I want to see if Earthbound is Yeah, on. it's called, I think his name is R10s, actually, or something. Oh, yeah. So you can, like, look at it. What else? Like, Tecmo Super Bowl 2 on the Genesis? Like, like that game? I don't know. I can't find that game. 1 and 3 are no problem. I can't find Tecmo Super Bowl 2. No, that's super hard to find. Death and Return of Superman, Thunder Fox, hard Echo Jr., NFL 98. I got all of these, like, games that no one ever thinks about that I was Echo Jr. is not that hard. It's easy to find new in box. It's you kind of can't find it like used because no one's selling their used copy. There's just a ton of new old stock out there. I have two used ones. I think I have the next one. She told me. Well, you know what? No, stop it. 
Stop it. You're going to get me worked <laughs> up about... I, <laughs> Pirate, I got Pirates of Darkwater, too. That's a fun one, right? Pi- that's an excellent one, yeah. All right. Excellent game. Okay. What'd you get? Tell me the one $800 game you bought, Johnny. Legend of Hero Toma. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I I did totally buy Legend of Hero Toma. It's not in great shape, but it's funny that you said $800 game because it wasn't actually $800. It was $800 initially, but then I used my eBay bucks, and then I used uh, 10% off coupon, so I got it for like 700 Really? I thought that uh, game was kind of under. more expensive. It kind of is, but he was a guy in Canada. He took my best offer, and he did it. I missed out on terraforming and... Dynastic Hero, which is super disappointing and, you know, makes me sad. But, yeah, what are you going to do? Oh, wait. I don't know the difference between Dynastic Hero and Legend of Hero Tama. I, I just, in my brain, you, like, just made me realize those are separate games. This is like when I realized that Thunder Force 2 and Galaxy Force 2 are not the same game. So Okay, so Legend of Hero Toma is a hard-to-find Hue card, and Dynastic Hero... Oh, God, what series is Dynastic Hero? Uh, Wonder Boy? Yeah, I think it's Wonder Boy, but on Turbo, and it's also a CD game. It's considered probably the rarest, or one of the rarest um, Turbo CD games. Oh, okay. So, all right. So you didn't get the rarest Turbo CD game. You just got some other game. Whatever, Johnny. I got a rare, the second rarest uh, Hue card game. Yeah, eh. Eh, yeah, I know. It's no magical chase. Do you I, have magical I, I, chase? Uh, nope. Eh, whatever. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Well. You want to talk about rare games, Johnny? There's a Carrier Fortress at sea on the 3DO on eBay right now. Go, go Ooh. get a rare game. Ooh, what are you playing? I'm not playing anything. Have I gushed about how amazing Divinity: Original Sin 2 is? It's like maybe the best RPG I've ever played. Like the best since Morrowind. It's that good. Nope, you have not. Uh, like no, I think oh you did. Freaking god. So I'm playing co-op with Ada, and the quests in this game, it's similar to Morrowind. You just have, like, a notebook, and it tells you kind of, like, all the clues that you know and where you are in your quest. There's, it doesn't tell you where this thing happened. It doesn't tell you where to go next. And a lot of the time, it's never, like, go kill someone, go talk to someone. It's always, like, you have to do something weird with items, or you have to use a spell that does some weird elemental effect in a certain part of the map that you only get, like, clues and books to. It is... The quest design is just so good. I'm so sick of, of just going places and killing stuff and fetching spider eyes. Um, and every quest is just amazing in this game. So, And it's super hard, which games often aren't these days. So I'm just having the best time of my life playing Divinity Original Sin 2. I'm looking forward to Octopath Traveler, which will be out by the time this podcast goes up. And I'll be playing that. And just so you know, yeah, it was Wonder Boy... Dynastic Hero is Wonder Boy, but it's Wonder Boy uh, in Monster World, which is universally hailed as, like, the best Wonder Boy. So, uh, yeah, it's a good game, too. And I don't have it, and I'm sad. I'm super sad. Because I didn't want to spend $1,500, but I probably will spend $1,500, but I just spent $800 or $700 on this one, $690, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, these are reasonable amounts to be spending on video games. I say as I, like, bought a really nice Earthbound for $850. Yeah. I like my purchase (sighs) better than yours. 
Yeah. Your, but yours is definitely not, is. Yours is nice. Mine is beat to shit. So whatever. You know what? People who don't know shit about video games will look at mine and be like, "Whoa!" And people look at yours and be like, "What's? Who cares? What? Look at this nerd. Shit about Turbo. Yeah. But all the Turbo graphics nerds will be like, "Oh, cool." Oh, they don't like you anyway. You already alienated them. There's only twelve right. of them, and you went to their forum and you you took games from them. So they don't. Yeah, like I you. basically pulled my pants down and took a dump in that forum. Uh, <laughs> cool. Whoops. Uh, sorry, guys. Um, but you know what? You know it worked out because I did wind up getting those games from a guy on that forum. So there, meh, it worked. My question worked. Ha ha! You told me it would never work, and guess who got them? This guy. Great, got your games. And you burn that bridge. It's not like you need. You don't need to buy that many turbo games to have all of them. So I guess you can burn as many bridges as you want. Well, especially because I'm only like eight away or something. Oh hey, that's the, with boxes and everything. That must feel pretty good. Uh, not with boxes. With no. boxes, it's probably like thirty. Oh, okay. That, but for a CD one, <laughs> that doesn't sound like, like a lot. But that's like, oh, yeah, thirty box. I mean, I'm I'm not necessarily getting all of them in boxes. That's like ones I'll always just keep on my search list, and if it ever comes up as a sweet deal, yeah, I'll okay. do it. I got the ones I really wanted in box. Like I just got Splatterhouse. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, the box for Splatterhouse. Now I have an extra Splatterhouse. I have to get rid of. And uh, yeah, I've cool. also. You know what? I have to bring this up. There's there's one other guy. We have to have one other person who's played this. Winged Warrior. I played Winged Warrior 1, 2, and 3, the demos of which were available on AOL Kids Only. And oh my God. the only reason Burn. I've ever seen anyone on the internet bring these games up is just super nostalgia for these AOL Kids Only demos, but otherwise they're these super obscure and absolutely terrible games. So if you've ever played Winged Warrior, there's these old DOS RPGs that it they feel like they were someone's first game they ever made in Visual Basic. And they're just horrendous. And I got such a dose of nostalgia by playing through all of them. Congratulations! Yep. All right. You could- I think that's it, right? We done? We out? Yeah. What? What's the What's the Instagram account for the podcast, Johnny? Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm lying. Try are, you, and- are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try and reactivate this. It's collectors underscore quest underscore podcast and the reason that is even relevant is because i want to do some of us answering actual questions that aren't just dms to me i mean i will do those so instagram's got that new feature where it says ask me a question so i'm gonna put it on that later after this podcast has been up for a little while so check that account check for like if you don't follow it go ahead and follow it um we'll try and get you a follow back um be sure to log on there once in a while and do that and when we do that, ask us some questions, and we won't answer them in the Instagram stories. We'll go ahead and answer them here on the podcast. So we'll do an episode. Oh, like man. That. Talking with our audience. Yeah, well, That's so exciting. That's kind of like what every other podcast does. Yeah, I, I mean, we try to do that. I mean, we do Media Monday still every, you know, on six or seven. It's not like a set thing. It doesn't go for very long. I just pop on for like, you know, 20, 10 to 20 minutes during that time frame and just talk, hang out. So if you're interested in that, come by and check that out. That's on uh, Instagram Live. And that's all I got. You and if you want to send a voicemail uh, to the show, you can call Johnny's personal cell phone number at, at 845 no, it's, it's 805. <laughs> and I'm not giving the rest of my phone number out. Oh. And some of you already have it. Tyler never calls me. I My phone hasn't been on in days. That is so weird. Please... It's Tyler's birthday. Somebody please buy him a smartphone. Jesus.
What am I getting you know, for my birthday? My, I my hope b- a smartphone so we can text like normal human beings, so I don't have to constant contact you through Facebook Messenger. What is, like I'm you're some the second. I think you're the second person today mom. to tell me this. Like Tyler, I can never get a hold of you. I have to talk to you through Facebook. It's like yeah, I respond like pretty much right away through Facebook. And they're like yeah, but it's not. It's not like texting. That's always right in your pocket. You, no, it's not. You feel like somebody's <laughs> mom. You're like, oh, did you see pictures of the kids? Aren't they growing up so fast? Oh, God, you'll never believe what Mark said about Harriet. You don't make uh, fun of moms. My mom is listening to this show right that's now. That's fine. And your mom, I'm sure, is a wonderful and lovely lady, and I do appreciate that she listens to the show. But how often does she communicate on Facebook Messenger? I'm just saying my mom is on Facebook Messenger. I could reach out to my own mother and then all of my aunts this way, and they're fine. They're all fine people. I like them, but that's just not... Like how I contact my friends, you know. All right. Well, like my dad still me. texts me, and he still signs his name. He's like dad. <laughs> <laughs> like dad, it says your name at the. Yeah, I know who's texting me. It actually said dad. I'm like, never mind, dad. I'm not. I'm not I'm doing the him. math here. I'm like, wow, Johnny must be way older than me if his dad still signs his messages, dad. I am gonna be forty this year, so old as shit. Old as shit for for a guy like me. But I stay young at heart. Stay, stay young at Just, heart. Anyways, a <laughs> few more years you'll be signing up for Atari Age. Yeah, I'll be like, uh, I'm so angry at every kid out there. They don't know the struggles of one button Atari games. They think they got it bad. Let me tell you about timing. Well, yeah, it's, shut up. No one cares. Back in my day, <laughs> I think I feel like the people on Atari Age don't have to deal with anyone that's outside their hobby. And they could just live in bliss and be like, hey, check out all these cool new games we have. And they don't have to argue with anyone or talk about. But they do. They argue all the time. I don't know. I haven't been on Atari Age It should Age be called so Argue Age. Yeah, it should be called Argue Age. It's really funny. Atari Age. Uh, I'm not worried about losing Atari Age as uh, a bunch of listeners because they don't listen to podcasts because they're that old. I mean, that's that's funny and true. I only, I'm only i only following the, uh, the retro blocks thread. What is it? The... The stupid new modular video game thing where they're not actually explaining how any of the technology works. So basically, it's just an emulator until they explain otherwise. Oh, yeah. And those people are so mad about that thing. So, oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping to that thing. It's called. It's not called RetroBlox anymore. It's called something else, right? Uh, I'm excited. I hope that thing retro is real. VGS. Man, it's, it's called some stupid Polymega. That's yeah, the Polymega. That's a I'm, great name, but stupid product until they explain what it is. I really hope it is exactly what they say it is, you know, which is a modular retro console, much like um, what's that retro one from Japan that's kind of that does something similar, but it's supposed to do a lot more and be game better. Freak. Yeah, I think so. Retro, yeah, game. I mean, it's just like a Retron 5 that has a Turbo Graphics port, is really what that was. Well, and it's supposed to play disc games too, so you're supposed to be able to play Sega oh. CD on it, which is hard to do. Like playing Sega CD is actually like kind of a chore if you want to do that especially on a modern tv so yeah, i hope just, this you thing put works the disc out in your computer and you run yeah. keg of fusion and you're good to go yeah okay. plug an nes controller in cool thanks tyler but not everyone <laughs> wants to play that in their computer chair. anyways tyler where can we find you and wish you a happy birthday oh even though by the time you hear this it'll be like four days still after birthday. it'll be fine people should still wish you a happy birthday oh okay i'm at at default gen that's just default. Go find J-E-N. it. Not gonna spell it. 
Yeah, that's remember that G E N. That's J E N. Just like what his the mother gem named stands him. for is a mystery. No, that's what your mother named you. <laughs> that's it. It's Jennifer Tyler last name. Johnny, I don't. You you say these things sometimes. I don't even know what to say to you. I do this on purpose. Where are you? Are you J O H N N Y I U C C I? What kind I, of last name is I U C? It's Italian, mean? and you forgot yeah. the underscore. I'm Johnny underscore I U C C I on Instagram. So there. That's Y H C U X. Yeah, that's X U I C Y. It doesn't like who gives a crap. You can make people get my last name wrong all the time. Did I, have I ever vented about this on the show before? I'll give no, you. No, you look. haven't. Okay, Johnny Ayucky. That I get that like on all the robo calls. It's like calling for Johnny Ayucky. Like <laughs> yeah, it's really wrong. Uh, once said Ayuchi or Ayuchi, which was hilarious. But the thing I hate. And this is I Jonathan. Get fu- is Jonathan here? No, uh, I get John all the time. Uh, can I speak to John? I'm like, no, John lives here. Uh, there's no, John. there's no John here. Thank no, you. No, there's no John. My legal name is Johnny. Go eat six penises. Okay, I don't want to talk to you. Uh, but what they do is they call me Lucci, John Lucci. Hey, can I speak to John Lucci? <laughs> and that's because they look at that capital I. Because and they think there's we, no way. You can't have two vowels in a row. No, no. That's not it. They're dumber than that. Because we've all defaulted to Arial as our font, which is sans serif, which is just the crossbars on the eyes. So they look at it, and they think, oh, that's an I. Or that's an L. A lowercase L. Yeah, Mind you, you lowercase, though? No, I know, Tyler. Why <laughs> would it be lowercase? Because So am I the asshole for correcting you? Like, that's Ayuchi. That's a capital letter or do you think I'm an idiot? Am I an asshole or am I an idiot? That's the dilemma because they're like, look at this idiot. He didn't even capitalize his last name. <laughs> and he I'm like, wrote, he wrote his nickname Johnny yeah. in there. His yeah. first look name, at this, man. Look at this child. Let me, let me put some adult on him real quick. Hey, John Lucci. And I'm just like, mm. you know, and I don't have this problem because I just, I don't have this, my phone, so I don't get robocalls. This is, well, it's not just robocalls. This is everything. This happened with an accountant at my last job. They wrote me a check for some expenses. And I worked for the company, and I got a check that said Lucci. I was like, what? I work here. I work. This is not, how do I cash this check? <laughs> you, you draw lines. You could turn yeah. an L into a capital I. Yeah, on this typed check that's all watermarked. That doesn't look fishy. Uh, so anyways, I had to go in there, correct her. She did it wrong again. I'm not kidding you. So annoying. Anyway, sorry for your plight. This, uh, my wife never knew the difficulty of this because that obviously wasn't, she took my last name because she's not a modern woman uh, and she doesn't care about that. Anyways, she went, and this is when we were getting her wedding ring fitted after we got married. We like wanted to reduce the size a little bit and they lost it. Like, we can't find it. I'm like, what do you mean you can't find it? They're like, oh, uh, yeah, it's just not. You know, we, we don't know where to, I'm like, this is a very expensive object and you are a national jewelry chain. Please go find this ring that I took special care and attention to find and pay for and save for. So, uh, please go get that. And they're like, oh, we found it. It was under Lucci. You must've given us the wrong name. And my wife was just (laughs) like, okay. And I just lose it in the middle of Zales. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now, lady? What did you just say? She's like, 
I, I'm sorry, what? I'm like, did you just tell me that we <laughs> gave you the wrong last name? Like, suddenly, I don't know what my fucking last name is. Are you kidding me right now? And she's like, uh, I'm like, just say I made a mistake. I was wrong. We misplaced it. But you want to put that on me? And Carly's like, Johnny, just settle that. I'm like, no, she just said we are the dumbest people on the planet and we don't know our own last name. What the... Like, the lady at sales is like, I'm really sorry. I'm like, I just spent thousands of dollars in here. Shut up. Like, my, I'm like pushing my wife away. I'm like, no, no, this lady's going to get it for a minute. Just going to yell at her for like five seconds. So this poor jewelry girl, I just pushing, like. Pushing these poor retail employees around. You're like the angry moms. What are you doing, Johnny? Just be better at life. They're doing their jobs. They're not she doing their job. She works at a jewelry job. store. Like, she what works at. That's an expensive commission. I just gave her thousands of dollars, Tyler. It's not like I just went in and bought like a CD and was like, oh, God, you messed up my name on the pre-order. This is like thousands of dollars. And at that time, you bring your car I was into the shop poorer. and the people who work on them aren't like, you know, white glove service. They're just regular guys. Sometimes those people, get, they got my name right. Every time I go in my car, you know, when I go into the Honda dealership, they're all super polite. They're extra nice. They actually take very good care of me every time I go there. This salesperson, and mind you, I was much poorer then because this is years and years ago. Gotcha. You must have given us the wrong name, mister. Uh, Ada, Ada grew up with the last name Choi, T-S-O-I. So you could probably relate to her because now she, she tells everyone, I'm Ada, A-D-A, and my last name's T-S-O-I. And they'll be like, yeah, but what's your last name? And she's like, Choi. And they're like, oh, C-H-O-Y. Got it. Thanks. And she's like, no. Yeah, I always spell my But she's thing. nice. She doesn't yell at people. She's just the sweetest but, little girl. But see, here's the difference, Tyler. That's why I said it's the asshole versus idiot dilemma. Did I give them the wrong name? Am I an idiot? Did I misspell my last name? So I have, I have to battle suddenly through their assumptions. Also, when your first name is Johnny, lots of people shortcut it to John. So I'm sensitive about this. I was like, hey, John. And I'm like... If I've just introduced myself to you, if I've just said, hi, my name is Johnny. Nice to meet you. And they're like, hey, John, good to meet you. Fuck you. It's over. We're we're never doing this again. It's over. My wife knows that like we're at a party and that happens. And I'm just like, see you later. Fuck boy or whatever your name is. Like, like, nice to meet you, John. And the, their name is like Tony or something. I'm like, good to meet you. What was it? Nick stupid face. I don't I can't remember. It's not important. Bye. And just like walk away. My wife's like, that's so embarrassing. I'm like, yeah, well, I did just introduce myself correctly. And they couldn't they couldn't keep their attention through John Nee. That two syllables was too long for them. I'm just no, this I'm is thinking nonsense. of your, your Zale story from the perspective of the clerk with you going off on all these people about your name. So now this clerk has the story to tell like this idiot. He gave me his last name wrong. And then he flipped the fuck out. <laughs> And they're like, and then all of her friends go, "What did an you asshole!" They're like, "Did you seriously think he didn't know his own last name? Like, you think he gave you his last name wrong? Are you stupid, Heather? <laughs> Heather, are you really stupid? Is that why you thought that, Heather? Oh my God, Heather! Like, people know their last names, Heather. Like, you should have got that right. For real, though, it's not that hard." Anyways, yeah, I battle this shit all the time, and I find it super annoying, and I will get feisty. You know, I get angry. I get angry. I'll fight you. I don't care. I'm not here to, like, especially out in the world, I'm definitely, like, sour-faced, not there to make friends. It's like, you if you can't spend two seconds to get my name right, whatever. I mean, look, if you forget my name, if you forget my name in between meetings, I'm totally okay with that. You're like, is it John? It's Johnny. Oh, yeah, Johnny, whatever. 
totally cool because that's something we all do. But if in the first three seconds you can't say, nice to meet you, Johnny, after I've introduced myself as Johnny, it's over. Like if you're like, hey, hey, I'm Tyler. Nice to meet you. And I was like, oh, hey, Thomas. No, not what they close. do is they'll say, hey, Ty. And I'm like, you're not allowed to make your own nickname for me. We just met. But that's, yeah. Yeah, so you don't like that then? No. I mean, oh, I'm fine oh, with so it you, if you know me, but if like, it's like, what, no, so you what get you're to saying call me a nickname. So, so what you're saying is so, someone, you gave them the, your preferred name at that point in time, and then you don't like it if they don't use what you just told them. Hmm, weird. <laughs> yeah. It's like we agree, but you want to not agree. Some people, they also, the, so I, I grew up as TJ because my mom named me Tyler and then immediately called me TJ. She's like, no, Tyler sucks. Let's just call him TJ. So, you know, for the first half of my life, I'm TJ. Sometimes people figure that out. And so I've got this. It's great. So everyone I knew from college before, I'm TJ to. Everyone afterwards, I'm Tyler to. And some people, they try to be smart and they're like, oh, I looked, I looked your TJ back here. So I'm going to call you TJ because that's what the cool people call you. Or people I used to know. Back when I was growing up, they're like, oh, you're Tyler now? Let me switch what I've been calling you your whole life. I can't do that. I've got you guys separated into two different groups. It's such a beautiful system. Just keep it right. TJ, keeping it real? Oh, man. TJ up in this podcast. That just sounds so weird to me. Ada calls me TJ every day, but you saying it is just wrong. TJ? (laughs) That's probably awesome because I'm saying it like that. What up, TJ? My mom calls me TJ. Shout out to my mom. Again, what's up? What up? Coming straight from your boy Tiege. Anyway, so I all right, think Johnny. I'm gonna give a no. I'm giving our for listening through this 20 minutes of nothing. I'm gonna give our viewers a bonus, and that is uh, Fuel Snowcross Two and Animaniacs: The Great Edgar Hunt never came out in America, despite uh, at least as of a year or two ago, Wikipedia said they all did. In addition to like some cricket games. And maybe some obscure racing games. Basically, if a game sounds British or it's one of those that never came out here, stop it with your stupid mock-ups and whatever, Wikipedia. Yeah, that's Animaniacs has the same problem on Game Boy Color. Oh, anyway, great. There you go. All right, everybody. Bonus. That's been our whole episode. Sorry for you listening through those tirades. Maybe you like that. I don't know. Uh, if you're here, thank you for staying. If you left, we totally understand. That's it for us. We'll catch you next time. Say goodbye, Tyler. Bye.